the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, our dear beautiful listeners. Um, I've been receiving beautiful, beautiful uh, comments and messages um, of support, of prayers and questions. Um, I thank you. I did not know how many people are dedicated to a 6 a.m. Uh, good Sunday morning show, um, actually with God. I mean, you and me are, are talking, are conversing with our Lord. We're going to bring all of our good hopes, our fear, and I'm very thankful to KNUS, to Salem Group, uh, for giving us this opportunity as listeners, as a people of goodwill in this nation, to engage with one another and with the Lord um, in a day of the Lord. And um, our prayers today will be, I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. And uh, today as well, we will have with us a wonderful guest who came before to the show. A, um, as I said earlier um, in a previous show, I introduced her. If there will be an amendment to start speaking about fathers and founding mothers of the United States in recent times, even though very young and very beautiful and very vibrant and the future is way ahead of her still um, to achieve great things for the sake of humanity of the United States in faith, in society, in politics, in science, in economy, in morality, in values and in virtues. This is Mercy Schlapp um, and uh, wife and companion and best friend of uh, Math Schlapp and uh, she was a strategic communication director for President Trump in the White House and then she moved to his campaign. She's our guest as well. Um, Mercy, I want to say good morning and how about we pray to gather psalm 101 good morning good morning father so we're gonna pray this psalm i want to dedicate to all of our listeners but i want them also um, to rise in their homes early this morning light a candle if you can don't burn yourself make sure it is safe i know it's early in the morning but as you make your coffee please any time in a day, if not now, light a little candle. Make this candle the sign of the shining city on the hill. United States. Rise, United States, before the throne of Almighty God. 
Can you imagine how many masses are being offered today in the world, secretly, privately, and publicly? Can you imagine how many praise and worship, how many Bible studies, how many rosaries, how many dedicated people are gathering today to do things in the name of the Lord? Let us gather the show in unity with their prayers. But I want you in a very special way to pray for mercy and for Matt and for any conservative family and couple and individual and institution in this United States of America who is a hope for us, a beacon of light, a beacon of safety, a torch that will guide us through the valley of the shadow of death, and we shall fear no evil, because they are guided with God. They have put themselves to work with the Lord. And remember, always we are inspired by Fatima's divine alarm of the previous 20th century about diabolical crises that would attack conscience and will rise a global persecution of the church, wars, famine, pandemics, and annihilation of nations, and destruction of the family and the crisis of the faith. I salute every individual who their personal pain or professional suffering, being fired from their job or being neglected or dejected or being discriminated against, is a part of confirming the kingdom of God. And today, in a special way, our prayers are with uh, Matt, with Mercy, and with all of you who are still keeping the light shining in the United States of America, the light of faith, hope, and love. With this, we want to pray Psalm 101. God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In Psalm 101, the God of heaven, Yahweh, Adonai, has promised us of a good ruler. With this, we pray. In John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, keep my commandments. And this is my recommendation to all of you who are suffering, to all of you who are holding steadfast to your faith. Love God. Keep his commandments. My song is of mercy and justice. I sing to you, O Lord. I will walk in the way of perfection. O when, Lord, will you come? I will walk with a blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes whatever is base. I will hate the ways of the crooked. They shall not be my friends. The false-hearted must keep far away. The wicked I disown. The man who slanders his neighbor in secret I will bring to silence. The man of a proud looks and haughty heart I will never endure. I look to the faithful in the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of perfection shall be my friend. No man who practices deceit shall live within my house. No man who utters lies shall stand before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will silence all the wicked in the land, uprooting from the city of the Lord all who do evil. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah.
Good holy Sunday morning, my friends, and uh, good Sunday morning to you, Mercy, and to Matt and to your family. Uh, Mercy is a former director of strategic communications for President Trump during his presidency at the White House. Mercy, may I have your comment? What did you think about Psalm 101? Did you feel something? What, what word catches your attention, if I may? I do not mean to put you on a spot. Well, thank you, uh, Father, and thank you so much uh, for all you do. And we pray for you, uh, especially for your health, which is uh, so important uh, so you can continue to do uh, God's work. And look, I think when you listen to Psalm 101, uh, we, we want to sing praises to the Lord. We want to praise Him for uh, the greatness that He has done, uh, but also it's important to know that we have to do what we can to stop the evil, uh, that it is important for us to depend on the Lord and be strong and not uh, be faithless and not be far away from the Lord. Amen. And, and right now what you're seeing, not only in our country, but across the globe, are, very, are people who are just wandering. They're wandering without the Lord. They're wandering without the Holy Spirit, and they have no grounding. They have no grounding in their strength, because, and they live in fear. And for us, we have to make sure that we reject the evil, that we, that we are, that, that, you know, God gives us the eyes to see and the ears to hear uh, and, and, and recognize that we have to move away from that and, and look to the Lord for what we need in our lives and what we need to do to make sure that we fulfill His will. Mercy, you have never given up then. You did not fall in discouragement. You fight a lot. You suffer a lot. You don't even wish evil against your enemies. You are really a good example. I witnessed this in person, that you always search for dialogue, for possibilities, for peace, but you never compromise virtues. Today, United States is suffering from this mandate of uh, vaccine mandate, as we say. And of course, it's going to affect the future of economy, the future of safety, even patients who may not have received vaccine are being rejected services by doctors or the um, being rejected surgeries or hospital visits, doctors, employees and health workers, lawyers, the army, the military now, the vaccine mandate. Where is it heading? You as a leader in this nation and a conservative look, I, movement. Right. Well, look, I think there's a major concern of what we're seeing in these corporations like United Airlines, and several others really forcing the vaccine. I mean, Southwest, yeah. is, a, uh, Well, and Southwest, too, but remember, United Airlines started it all with vaccine mandates, and they were very proud of their over 90% uh, folks that were getting mandate, that were getting the vaccine, while you had, what they did is that those who refused the vaccine, they were put on, quote-unquote, unpaid leave. In other words, they were going to be fired. But this is happening across the board in so many industries. You look at the healthcare industry, for example, that, uh, you know, hundreds of these healthcare employers, these workers, these first responders, even if they had COVID, which we know that natural immunity is more effective than even the vaccine, even if uh, they, uh, remember, they were the heroes when COVID started of being there working endless hours to save people's lives. And now they're just thrown to the streets. They're, they're, they're literally um, not uh, being supported. And so you have this happening in the healthcare industry, you have things that's happening in the airline industry, Southwest being a perfect example of you seeing huge disruptions in uh, the flights with delays and cancellation, over 1,000 flights 
were canceled or delayed. They're blaming it on the weather. They're blaming it on so many other reasons. But based on everything that we've learned, there was a stick out with a lot of these pilots and the air traffic controllers were walking out and saying, I'm not going to participate in this vaccine mandate. And they were very brave to do that because what you're seeing is that, you know, the, the corporate the, the corporate leaders are trying to, like, like in Southwest Airlines, they're basically saying, no, this has nothing to do with the vaccine mandate. But we all know that based on what we're seeing is that this, it seems that this is being the case of causing this destruction. So what you're going to find is that you're going to continue to see this huge ripple effect in our economy where, uh, you know, in certain places there won't be supplies or goods uh, because you have cargo ships out there that are they're not, um, you know, being able to unload the cargo because, one, people might be scared to go back to work. Two, the government's literally paying them to stay home. Correct. They're making more money staying home than doing a job. Three, add to that the vaccine mandate where there are people that are saying, people who have gotten COVID that say, I'm not, I don't need the vaccine right now. Or other people that are saying, you know what, I want to wait a little bit before I get the vaccine. And again, I am not an anti-vaxxer, like, but I do not in any way agree with vaccine mandates. I think that American people should make their own choices. We have our God-given rights, our liberties, uh, to be able to work with our healthcare professionals to figure out what's the best option Correct. For, for them and to protect others. And for our children. Absolutely. And so, it, it, what, what, so what we're seeing is governors like Governor Greg Abbott in Texas signing an executive order basically pushing against these vaccine mandates and uh, banning the vaccine mandate and calling the Biden administration bullies. And well, I think that people should follow his leadership. If I may ask you, if, if I may ask you, that. the people made decision. The people in the hundreds of thousands are being fired from their jobs. Few of them probably um, sought what we call the legal uh, remedy by suing their corporations that, that basically um, and somehow unlawfully or using the vaccine mandate, uh, they found a reason to fire them from their jobs. We only heard President Trump two days ago or yesterday. He did finally speak about the vaccine mandate. It's a vicious attack against American freedom and against the American people. That's beautiful. And he invited people to be safe. I, I feel for the vaccinated. I feel for the unvaccinated. Both of them are the children of this nation. When do you think we will hear from conservative politicians at the Congress uh, on the Hill? Aren't they going to do something about it? What, do you see something well, happening in D.C.? Here's, well, here's the, the, okay, the reality is that the people in charge of Congress, as we know, are the Democrats. And even worse than that, it's the progressives who are in charge of Congress. They're pretty much dictating what Biden needs to do, President Biden and Speaker Nancy Pelosi. They're the ones defining the term. The Republicans have little to no power, very little power in Congress right now. You e have seen, Even though example, to speak about Congress it in public, even though to speak about it, to compassionate, yeah, because we I didn't hear Congress do, people or senators. Yeah, well, you, I think you are seeing certain, like Senator Ted Cruz has been very vocal on this topic. Absolutely. Senator Tim, uh, Tom Cotton has been very vocal. Chip Roy came up with a piece of legislation, which will go nowhere in Congress, but the idea is that this is an example of how congressional members should do this, is that they, all those companies that receive bailout money, they should give back their bailout money 
if they're going to be firing workers over the vaccine mandate. Well, it's an outrage. One of the vaccine mandates, one of the vaccine mandates uh, exemptions is to offer to submit a religious exemption. And these religious right. exemptions, we are seeing them not actually being approved. They're being rejected in many instances. That's right. But do you see That's right. what's and the future of religious freedom in this nation? Well, it's why you're going to see the judiciary branch, the judicial branch, getting involved at some point, and more of it, because there will be lawsuits that will happen. I'll give you an example. In Western Michigan University, there was about 13 unvaccinated athletes who, according to the university, they needed to get the vaccine or they weren't going to be able to play. These uh, unvaccinated athletes submitted the religious exemption. The school rejected the exemption. They took it to court. And guess what? They won that lawsuit. Now, I'm sure that's going to be appealed. This is all could end up in the Supreme Court, and it's going to be very interesting mm -hmm. how the Supreme Court handles the religious exemption provision, uh, because that has been a big struggle. You have the governor of New York basically saying that, oh, well, all the faith leaders agree, including our pope, agree that you should get the vaccine, um, so that there is really no religious exemption to the vaccine. And, uh, and as we know, the religious exemption is broader than just the church as an institution. Correct. It is the individual as what they believe in their faith. With sincerity. They, with and, sincerity. And, yes. 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 So Do I think, like, so this, I think, is going to be really ending up in the hands of the judicial branch with more and more lawsuits. And the funny, interesting thing is you're seeing different things happen. So, for example, when the New York teachers... Uh, the vaccine mandate went into place, and they did uh, file a lawsuit to see if they could get it to the Supreme Court. The justice who overruled, like who basically oversees that district, is uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She's a liberal, and of course, she she refused to take the case. So the case, um, the way it was decided in the in the federal court, was that. Sorry, you lose. Your teachers, you have to get the vaccine if you're really I have, I have to ask you, this is Mercy Schlapp with Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre on KNUS at 6 o'clock. Um, wake up, join us in this beautiful, vibrant dialogue and conversation. Let us pray for healing. You know, um, St. Paul tells his disciple Timothy in the first letter, chapter 1, fight the good fight and hold fast to faith and a good conscience. Mercy, in your experience at the White House, you have lived and survived a conversation between Pope Francis and President Trump. There was such a religious experience going on between Pope Francis and President Trump, both via phone, which I'm not sure you can, uh, you're allowed to speak about it. Uh, it happened that I'm part of that um, thing at the time. And um, a visit that happened to the Vatican. And now you have seen Pelosi with the vaccine mandate and um, um, with the religious experience that many Catholics are voting. They are saying, no, I do not want the vaccine. And they are being actually kicked out of their jobs. What was, what do you see a distinction in the behavior of the Vatican? I love our Holy Father. I'm very obedient to the Catholic Church. So you are. But as an observant and as a person of interest, you were the strategic communication director under President Trump. And you, you work so hard to make sure the connection between the Vatican and the White House works for the sake of the good of humanity and the values of the United States. What do you see the behavior of the Vatican towards President Trump versus towards Pelosi? And in short way, I love the listeners you know, to hear your opinion. I, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, and I, I will not go into details of the conversation between the president and the pope. 
But the you know the, there was a mutual respect there on, on both sides. I do have to say, Pope Francis, uh, in in what and I I've not met the Pope, but based on what I observed, he was very respectful of President Trump. I think um, you know I think for the Pope. He uh, is very focused on a lot of interesting issues and creating some confusion amongst the flock as to where he is in certain positions um, and not necessarily focusing in on, on other positions, for example, on the issue of pro-life, just even more strongly that, that, that we should see a much stronger presence in, in that end. Um, and, you know, I think it's been very interesting how, how they've made this decision that in order to get into the Vatican, you have to be vaccinated. And so it, it's just an, I just find his, his way of how he makes his decisions, I'm not quite sure uh, where, he, where he's getting his information. And I do find it interesting. And look, you know, he's a man of God. And of course, he, you know, he welcomes all. Like, he loves, you know, in, in his mind, loving every American. Am I, allowed, am I allowed to say, you didn't say anything, but am I allowed to say that President Trump offered assistance to the Vatican and to Pope yeah, Francis? Yeah, but I would not. Yes, yeah. um, let, I really would prefer not to talk about having that conversation. Okay, okay. Uh, so, in, in but he wasn't—he wasn't a stranger to the Vatican. He wasn't an, an enemy. He—he he really tried to. Um, he, he tried to do many initiatives. We cannot talk about to offer assistance for the Vatican and for the Catholic Church. Again, I, yeah, I think again, I think the president really, uh, you know, I think he admires the Pope. I think that there was mutual, and you know, I think the Pope was very respectful of the president. Um, and I don't really, um, you know, with Speaker Pelosi, obviously there's this ongoing fight about whether she should be allowed to receive communion or not, especially she's a huge radical on the issue of abortion. She believes in, the, in paying for abortions with taxpayer dollars, which is not popular here in the United States. She believes in late-term abortion. She is a supporter and receives funds from Planned Parenthood, as you know, the largest abortion industry provider. She is, uh, you know, so it, there, there is always going to be that lingering question, can she receive communion? Because she is not aligned with the teachings of the church. And so you see many of our great bishops, many of our great um, priests coming out and saying, that she should not be receiving communion, that he would, they would not give her communion. Well, um, we, her we, have, we have about two and a half or, or three minutes, and, and I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to put you on the spot, but your observation will help the regular average American person listening to any radio show across the country understand how institutions behave and what are the limitations in their behaviors and somehow. My, my last question, you work with Catholic groups, you work with Catholic Conference of Bishops while you were in the White House, you also work with the Protestant and evangelical leaders, communities, uh, and, 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 and leaders. Um, in the religious experience, do you see them as vocal today? And why? Is there a change well, in their behavior? I think, yeah, I think the evangelicals actually were very um, active in, in the political process. They understood that they needed to be a strong voting bloc uh, and have their voices heard because they know that the church is under threat by the, this leftist radical agenda, that they're under persecution as the left tries to get rid of religious liberties. I think for the Catholic Church, it's always been the biggest struggle for them that they try to stay out of politics, right? And they try to do, to respect the separation of church and state. So they don't get, not many priests, I would say, are as vocal in making 
the case for and those who became vocal they were cited and they were cancelled and uh, uh, you know right, they came against right. them with uh, major right. fake fake things and they were cited right yes that is absolutely right father and that was the biggest problem that these priests felt that they were left vulnerable because if they were had had an opinion or if they were critical of the other side because of their radical ideology anti-church ideology they were canceled and they were penalized by church uh you know authorities and i think that that is very frustrating because i do believe that catholics need to realize that they have a powerful voice in determining our elections they have a powerful voice and they're a powerful voting bloc in understanding what it's going to take to protect well i salute you actually i salute you and and I and the evangelicals don't don't understand that Catholics don't. I tell you, don't give up the fight. We love you so much. Now people know you in Colorado. Don't be a stranger. You should come and visit them. You should come and speak to them. Do more appearances on local radio, you and Matt. And I hope to one of these days get um, more people acquainted with your thought process and with your love for the nation. This is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. This is Mercedes Schlapp, the former director of strategic communications for the president during President Trump time in, in the White House. And we're talking in light of the Fatima's divine alarm of the previous 20th century about the diabolical crisis of conscience, the global persecution of the church, the wars and the annihilation of nations, the pandemic, the destruction of the family and the crisis of the faith. And mercy, I can tell you with um, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, he says the church holds up the good example of the saints, not to depress us, but to impress us, not to discourage us in our failings, but to encourage us to greater efforts. And at this point, I know you are calling a higher virtue in you, a virtue of a saint. And I invite all American people to join you in this virtue of saints today on Sunday, the great resurrection day of the Lord, and tell him, Lord, we are your people and your children. Bless us with your grace and give us victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.